Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Welcome to another episode. I feel like a veteran at this stage. Remember, if you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it on whatever application that you use to download it. So then when there's a new episode available, it'll appear on your device as if by magic. Isn't technology fantastic? Now, I'm not sure when the next episode's going to be. Could be two weeks, could be never. Who knows? We'll see how this one goes. This week is all about food and I caught up with Rachel Allen in Ballymaloo to talk about cakes and baking and everything else that came into our heads because I forgot my notes. Mortified. I'm also joined by Donald Skeen, a man whose career has included pop band member, Eurovision entrant, he writes cookery books and he's a judge on Junior Masterchef on BBC. Honest to God, you swear there was no such thing as career guidance. Also, Donald will be answering some of your questions that you submitted, mainly about food, some personal problems which I had to cut out. I'll be honest, a lot of you need to take a long hard look at yourselves. Enjoy the show! Hello, you're very welcome to this episode of Fascinated, which is all about food. One of my favourite things in the world is watching cookery shows, I don't know about you, but my favourite is Barefoot Contessa with Ina Garten. She is amazing. She sends her husband Jeffrey for a walk on the beach and then she unpacks 14 kilos of butter to make a meal which will definitely kill him. As a child, the first cookery show I think I remember seeing was Darina Allen's Simply Delicious. And I was so curious about the lady with a lamb under her arm, chatting to the camera about what she was going to do to its corpse. I love the sense of achievement when you make something yourself. You stand back and look at this wobbly Christmas cake and you know that it was worth the 90 euro you spent on it and the minor nervous breakdown that you had looking for fancy raisins. So for an episode on food, you need some experts and I found myself some brilliant ones. Esteemed food author, teacher and broadcaster, the very beautiful Rachel Allen, who has tons of cookbooks to her name and Donald Skeen, a singer who produced a cookbook after he was beaten in the Eurovision by a turkey. You don't need to be a psychologist to work that one out, do you? This is his band, Industry, singing a song called Burn. Presumably it's about a very bad day in the kitchen. Hello, you are all very welcome to this episode, which is all about food and foodies and everyone who has ever taken a photograph of their dinner. That's fair enough, isn't it? <laughs> That's pretty spot uh, on, actually. I'm going to introduce my co-pilot for today. It's Donald Skeen. Hooray! Uh, thanks for coming. Thank you very much for having yeah, me in you're, this glamorous so location. We're in the International Comedy Club <laughs> and I was just explaining that that smell is failure. 
<laughs> dripping off the walls. Dripping off the walls. It's absolutely beautiful surroundings. Donald said, can we meet in the Westbury? I said, no. <laughs> well, You're look, coming into well, my look, world. This is, very, this is very much more authentic. And it I like that. I like authenticity. I think it is. So, Donald. Okay, first of all, you're ridiculously busy at the moment. Ridiculously so. And which is terrible, really, because there's months where I sit on my arse. Only kind of January now, but it is ridiculously busy. So what's going on? What are you What are you actually up to at the moment? Um, well, there's lots happening. I've been, um, we have been shooting this food magazine for the last while, so that's taken up the majority of my time. Um, it's been away, because, I mean, you see, the majority of the stuff I do is has me with my big slap-happy grin on the front of everything. Yeah, yeah. And so, more so than anything, I re- really wanted to show that I have another side, my, my dark side, which uh, which is more the photography side of things. So, gone around the country and um, we've met food producers and we've met all these sorts of fantastic people and the magazine has been online. It's gone over out to over a million people, which, I mean... I, wow! I know, I only saw this the other day and because um, I've been watching, like, the, the this is impressions. So, anyway, so it's a huge figure. Um, well, obviously it was free, so I don't know if that many people be in it would be looking at it. When it's... Are you raging? You're like, if I just charged a euro, <laughs> I know one cent. I'd never cook again. This is it. This is it. I'd be in the Bahamas. We wouldn't be doing an interview in the International Comedy Club. No, maybe not. No, we'd, not be, a hope. we'd be doing it in the Bahamas somewhere. And... Lovely. See that? Yeah. There's the promise. There's a promise. Yeah, there's a promise. When they're somewhere, <laughs> when the so, millions are made. So what else is going on? You're doing uh, Feast magazine. Feast magazine. So that's kind of my baby, and um, I love that because I, I have kind of creative control over that. And we've we've had a great time doing it. Um, but apart from that, the usual uh, the TV series is going, and it's had uh, it's been its most successful to date, which I'm kind of pinching myself about because the worst thing would be if you have a TV series and it just kind of goes kind and of just sinks. slides away. Like, I wonder what that's like. I, don't, I wonder. <laughs> I I don't know. I've, I couldn't possibly I've, comment. I've no experience of that. <laughs> we won't get a uh, what's it, a jumpsuit for two. Will we? No, no. How dare what? you? That wasn't even the one I was referring <laughs> oh, to. Oh, isn't it? <laughs> I, have a, I can I can actually kill TV shows. Really? Yeah. Lisa Kennedy show, I was on it, cancelled. The panel, I did it, cancelled. See, I have that, we were talking about the music before this, I have that same effect on bands. Because every band we have supported when I was in my pop era have broken up. Now, I mean, time has passed, but like, Pussycat Dolls, <laughs> gone. JLS, gone. I put it down to industry supporting them. That, you know, this crap band that maybe took them down. It's the music down. industry. It's the music industry. We took them down. So, okay, actually, now you brought it up because I wasn't going to bring it up because I thought you'd be more to write. No, I'm very, <laughs> very proud of my, my... Your number one single. My number one single in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, in, in Ireland. <laughs> all yeah, all of 800 copies. <laughs> uh, really? I know, it was very... About 2,000 copies. That the would other, get you a number other, one in Ireland. The other less successful members of industry are sitting at home. How fucking <laughs> dare He was glad of it at the time. Yeah. Do you know the hilarious thing about when we were in the band? We got our Irish number ones by selling them from our hands out to the public, asking for two euro outside music stores, like harassing people outside Tesco's. <laughs> the other, oh my God, the other members of the industry, they are going to be so, I know. they're going to be ripping. For the reunion now, Jesus, I've, I've let all the secrets out. Anyway. And now, now that you're here, there's one thing I've always wanted to know, and that is, uh, I think this is what everyone wants to know mm. from an Irish TV show. What is it like cooking on live television where the host is constantly picking at your ingredients and at the same time you're being interviewed and you're trying to make something look lovely? Well, you're like, mm. It is extremely stressful, but it's something that actually, like, because I did it the first few times I was, 
I hope I can swear, but shitting a brick about it. Like, cause obviously yeah, yeah. there's so many things you have to kind of consider and like, you have to make sure that you're finished it. And if you run out of time, you get there. And obviously the presenter's asking you stupid questions like, where'd you come from and what do you do? And uh, you know, and what, why would, you know, I wouldn't have done it like that. Yeah. Now. Like that. now a woman wrote in and she said she doesn't use peas and things like that. And, and then you kind of go, oh Jesus Christ, that's half my, cause you get like a five minute slot and you have to get from your start of your recipe to your finished recipe. And I actually, I'm good at it now because I'm used to it. Yeah. But at the start it was fairly nervous wracking um, but the thing is I my if I was given advice to anyone to do it the advice yeah, I, I I've never do, done it I'm going to do it I think you'd be great on it I think that would be brilliant Rice Krispie Cakes that's what it meant I think more comedians need to be doing live cookery slots <laughs> I really do I think you know it would make far more inter- well, interesting you know what I had for my lunch today I had uh, roasted bread with a butter glaze right uh, topped off with a smattering of spaghetti hoops now that is something. It was now that you see that would be it something was. you might. Eat. That's a market in itself, you know. The advice I would give to people is that you be yourself. Now that can either you can play to your strengths or you can uh, do what I did. And I had I was doing a piece on fish, and um, I was talking about how to pin bone a mackerel, and we couldn't find my little thing to pin bone the mackerel, so I used my girlfriend's tweezers, and then. <laughs> Got into the description on live television about what you do if you if you and if you don't have a pin boning tweezer, you can use a tweezer, a normal tweezer. And I then proceeded to tell people that it was my girlfriend's tweezers. And then this kind of awkward conversation ensued with um with the lovely Moira um on, oh, yeah, yeah. on Four Live where we were talking. I kind of had to move on quickly and told people that I had washed them before I was using them on the fish. And anyway, those sorts of moments happen, and then you kind of go, oh Jesus, did that, you know that all happen? And you kind of want to die inside. Moira needs to chill out. That's what needs to happen there. Maura she she needs great. to chill out. Maura is, Maura is, you know what, we need more, more, more Maura. Now, you recently, uh, you recently cooked with Jamie Oliver live on YouTube. Yes. How was that? That, the thing is, like, I've been doing it now for four years, I think. And in four years, you do kind of learn, you know, what to say at the right time and how to get through a live yeah. thing. But I have to say, I felt like I was at day one again with Jamie Oliver because, like, for all the years I've been doing it, <laughs> for, um, yeah. you know, he's been, he's always consistently been the person I've always looked up to. And, like, I mean, because everyone, when I started out, always the comparison was made that it's Ireland's answer to Jamie Oliver, which is fairly mortifying when you then go and meet Jamie Oliver. Because yeah, did you put that on the book, though? Did you <laughs> yeah. say Ireland's answer Ireland. to Jamie Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say we didn't say no to it when it was, when it was put yeah, on the yeah. um, But he's, uh, like, so always, you know, there's been that comparison made and so to kind of go over and do something with them it was it was fairly it was one of those yeah. moments in your kind of career where you go oh geez we ticked that box and it yeah, was fantastic yeah but honestly he was the nicest guy like I was I was kind of hoping for maybe a bit of you know drama he'd come in and like throw throw, throw things across the set or something but no he was dead on exact I hate and I always hate that people say that they're just you're just like you are on television because I get that quite a lot and um but he was just like he is on television he just down to earth really nice and uh, genuinely just wants wanted to help you out and wanted you yeah, to wanted yeah. you to do well like he was promoting you you know um, so very nice yeah yeah and um, when you say that people say that you're just like you are on television yeah um are you not like you are on television like what what is the real donor See, Miriam O'Callaghan didn't get this. We're going to delve in. <laughs> We're delving deeper today. I'm, okay. I'm, not, I'm not going to stop your crime. <laughs> I, am, I, I am like I am t- on television. I don't, my friends always say, you don't, you're not as funny on television. And I'm like, I don't you're see... You're not as funny you're not on as television. Funny. My, that's what my friends You're less say. entertaining on I'm television. I'm less entertaining on television. <laughs> you need to stop. I am a riot, normally. But on television, Jesus, I'm just... You're just supposed to be serious. Well, you see, the cookery as a, as a genre is a fairly, like, straight-playing 
thing you know you have yeah, to be yeah. you have to be there you have to deliver the recipe but like I mean like <laughs> there was you know there was, there's moments that end up on the cutting room floor where like um, I've forgotten to put the raspberries into the pavlova or something like that and like I swear like pirate and I think they'd be brilliant on television but our producer says no it's a cookery show they need to do and, outtakes know, I think outtakes would be brilliant but um, but you know so in that way like cookery as a genre you can, you can only get so much of yourself across yeah. Um, so I mean in some ways like it's, it can be a frustrating thing because obviously like I don't think your personality gets fully shown so in some think, ways do you think you're kind of squarer on television than you are in real yeah, life and you have to be because you know that's that's fine but I mean I think moving forward I'd love that but there's that little bit more like bit of fun to it and you get you get that from uh, outtakes and things like that um, okay so, so you, and, you never know like you know when you're doing Kitchen Hero but actually sorry to cut across you I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm actually I'm an awful bollocks on the other side of it. <laughs> Like, I, I have this terrible you temper. You know what? I don't need this language. You don't, okay, sorry. Rachel Allen, she sat there, she, she was absolute delight, and then you're effing I know, and sorry, I, in here. I just feel so comfortable with you, Dad. Oh. You know, I can I can swear to my heart's content. Oh, I'll well. stop saying it. I'll stop no, saying no, it. No, 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 give me the filthy stuff. Okay, right. filthy stuff. I mean, once we turned off the microphone, Rachel was well able to let go. Did like, she? Yeah. We were talking about your, we were talking about your magazine, Feast. Really? Yeah. She, well, she was really complimentary, and then, like, when I turned off the microphone, like, she called you the C word. It was yeah, I'm not sur- all, I'm, all I'll say is, I'm not surprised. That Alan one, Jesus. She, you know, <laughs> lethal, lethal. That's what she's like. The, uh, so you're saying, like, do, do you have a bit of a temper? I, I used to not, you see, this is the weird thing. Like, it, I used to be this ridiculous, like, do you know The Secret? Have you read the book, The Secret? All oh, about the power of positivity. Yeah. Always look at the positive side and treat something as if it's already happened. Yes, yes, like, exactly. Yeah, like, like if you want to buy uh, a table, then treat that table as your own. Which, yeah, like... And That's <laughs> how you end up robbing stuff, basically. <laughs> That's where you run into difficulties. You do. That's where, like, you know, you have to kind of cut the crap and go, actually, no, there's a bit in there that I like the idea yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I was all for that. And actually, in the last few years, I've, I've been less so that. And, and which is in a bad way, but I think you kind of, like anything in life, you get bogged down with, what well, you know... The, yeah. the day-to-day stuff but uh, yeah so no when, when things go wrong in the kitchen I have developed a terrible temper now I like to think I'm not as bad as Gordon Ramsay and there's not as many people uh, working for me um, in fact that it's just me in the kitchen so there isn't that issue so I can fetch something across the kitchen and not run into the difficulties of a sous job or something like that but if a pie comes out of the oven that isn't cooked right yeah, that pie's gone. Across. It's probably impressive. It's not like other kitchens. It's probably like a butternut squash gone through a window. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not that bad. Like, <laughs> but my my dog gets a bit scared if I if I if I get a bit angry in the kitchen. So I I, I have to rein it in. I think. I know. It sounds like an abusive home. <laughs> it is an abusive home. It's terrible. Really. Now, uh, when you say when you started the uh, Good Mood Food Blog, yeah, that was your that was how you kind of got into prominence. You were in you were in industry, yeah. Um, and did you? Uh, did the other people in the in industry did they know that you were doing this sort of yeah, stuff? Yeah, they did. And um, sorry, do you want to take that? No, no. <laughs> you know what? Sorry, Gerald has just this. My mobile phone just rang. Okay, pardon me. I'm a very busy person. Sorry, I, I do realize. I'm, I'm glad that we got managed to capture this tiny amount of time as your, your busy schedule. Sorry, <laughs> I do apologize. It was just it was Madonna again. Ah, oh, Madonna. Ah, sure. You'll get her again. You'll get her again. I'll catch her. Again. <laughs> but were they aware? Like, so you, they're trying to get a pop career off the ground, and yeah. then you. Like, I'm doing a food blog, and they're like, you're on your eyes. <laughs> but I mean, you see, the thing was, I had started the food blog way before the band had happened. Okay. Like, way before, in fact, like, the, the timeline of things, like, it's the weirdest route to what I've done. Like, I can't, there's no one doing what I do 
yeah. has come the route the of, of working in a music TV station to having done a little stint in the Euro song to doing panto to doing uh, a pop band so and then writing a very successful uh, having a food career so I mean it's not exactly the route Rachel Allen took for example no um, I, do you know why? <laughs> she'd have won the Eurovision. She'd have, see, she'd have won. There you it. go. That's exactly if what If I had beautiful blonde locks, yeah. maybe, maybe Justin wouldn't have beat me. But anyway, th- these are the pot ifs. I'd say there's a butter nurse squash gone through a wind on that line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there, was tur- there was a turkey casserole thrown out the, the hotel room. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on. But um, yeah, no, I mean, they knew that it was going on. So they, they were very aware of that. And actually, there was a moment when we were, um, we were doing our, our nationwide international tour um, across Ireland um, to Sligo and uh, Galway and all those places that we were standing outside music shops, shops opposite shopping centres. Yeah. Buy my single. Buy my single. It's only dead. two euro. <laughs> <laughs> doing live acoustic versions. So when you, like, so when you were doing all that, obviously you're very busy. When the band were like, okay, we need to get something to eat, you know, let's go to McDonald's. We were like, no, where's my balsamic vinegar? Uh, there was, I kind of, there was moments of that. And so my solution to it was like, and I'm not like a food snob and you know, like yeah, what other yeah. people eat is there, you know, is what they, yeah. what they like to eat. And like, you can't, life is life. Like you, you end up in a situation where, where you don't have the opportunity to eat the best food. And so that's, yeah. life goes on. Yeah. But, uh, so I kind of took it upon myself that at one point that I was going to get, because we were, we were all on one of these like pop star diets. So we were all meant to be watching our weight and eating the right thing and we were working out and all this sort of stuff. So we were all trying to eat like properly. So I used to make these great salads and, but like they were also bloody particular. Like not one person didn't, didn't eat chicken, one person ate this and one person oh ate that. God. So I was making five, four different salads um, a day for, for each of our tours. And like we were literally, we were getting in at about 10 o'clock. I'd make the salad for the next day and we'd be up going, leaving the house at seven. So it was mad, t- it, but it was great times. And actually, yeah. like I would, I, if I could go back and do that now, I would, I'd love to do it again. You'd love to go back and do oh, it up again. Jesus, yeah, it was great fun. Well, it was great fun. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I always say that, like, because uh, we, I mean, we did, we, like, obviously we weren't majorly successful, but like, we had those prime moments. Like, we, you know, uh, we supported JLS and we got to perform in the point or the O2. That stays with you. I mean, and the, the thing was, like, even though we weren't very successful, people knew the music and, like, in, yeah. in, a, in an environment like that where they were pop fans who were coming to a concert. Like we had, like we did a, we, when we supported the Pussycat Tiles, we'd just gone number one in Ireland and the people at the concert knew the song, which we weren't expecting. And oh, like wow. they were singing along with it. And like yeah. forevermore that'll stay with me. Like, I mean, yeah. and, but I always say to Sophie, uh, my girlfriend, that like there, I'll never get that same feeling of knickers being thrown at me than when I'm doing a cookery demonstration. Um, you know, I would love to see a cookery demonstration where that happens. Well, do you know what? I'd say the knickers might be a little bit bigger. Um, if, I'm, not cut, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> Let's see the sales of home cooking. Three. Yeah, they're going. Our kitchen hero three. I know. Like, I mean, it, it is one of. No, the... he loves big knickers. I love big he knickers. He does nothing he likes better than a big pair of. Well, it's time to get out of that conversation while it's still decent. In order to find out more about food, last summer I took myself off to Ballymaloo Cookery School in East Cork to chat to the very lovely Rachel Allen. Now, there was a bit of a mix-up and she actually hadn't been told about the interview, but being the professional that she is, she happily agreed to it just before she went swimming with her daughter. She is just lovely. So I took my chance, and without even having my list of questions handy, I interviewed her. That is called professionalism. I think. (laughs) 
I am here in the beautiful surroundings of Ballymaloo to talk food, and who better to do it with than the very beautiful Rachel Allen. No. <laughs> Thank you, Gerard. Lovely to see you here. Oh, it's absolutely incredible. I just came it down to have some nice scones and clotted cream. That's the yeah, only reason you that's, came down. That's the only reason yeah. I came down. It was just a by the by, really, that you just happened to be passing. Absolutely. Yeah. And it actually was. It's like, I'm actually here for a swim. Would you please go away? You hit the big time with bake because you've had other books beforehand, but bake was the one that, like, it was certainly the one where I noticed. Really? That was where I took notice, Rachel. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, I watched your program and I thought, I'm going to learn to bake. And I think it was because of you that we have muffin muggers. Muffin muggers. Yeah, do you know what muffin muggers are? <laughs> right, a muffin mugger is the person that you work with that comes in on a Friday and there's a rustle of Tupperware and then everyone goes, oh Jesus. And then they take out these creations and they're absolutely horrific. That is hilarious, the muffin mugger. So how has food changed, do you think? It's a, it's a very, thing, isn't yeah, it? it's rock and roll. Yeah, it's, it is, it's really funny. It's changed a lot since when I came down here 20 something, 23 years ago. I was four, obviously. Did yeah, you, I was the youngest teacher absolutely. ever at Bally yeah, Malou. Yeah. It was, you just couldn't reach the counters. You're like, I in a garden, looking over those big pots. <laughs> just she's a fringe, like she's just a fringe. Actually, I was 18 and I came to do, I came to the cookery course and, and food wasn't such a big thing then. A lot of my friends in Dublin thought I was mad going down to the country to do a cookery course because they were they were doing other things they were either they were going to maybe further their education yeah. or they're going to london or doing things like that and i was the only one saying i could go down to cork and learn how to cook and and since then it has changed a lot and i think it was about maybe about 15 years ago when i really noticed it changing with um farmers markets starting and you know that everyone now was completely au fait with words like organic and sustainability and seasonality yeah. and you know things like that and then lots of people who were then called foodies appeared That's... and you know that that was kind of 14 15 years ago and people started to get a lot more into it and then with things like blogging starting and social media and everything what was that eight nine ten yeah. years ago really yeah um the start of it maybe six seven eight years ago then that really i think catapulted it again now because we were recording outdoors things got a little bit windy here and by windy i mean weather i don't mean rachel allen did a bit of a burp so i'm just here to redub the question isn't that amazing i love technology the temptation was to actually ask something really really filthy here and have her just answer because we've pre-recorded it but i won't because i'm professional so i just asked rachel what she thought of this trend of tweeting and instagramming photographs of your food and whether or not she thought it took away from the food experience do you know what it's I, th I think anything actually that makes people more aware of food is a good thing. Mind you, if I'm out eating, I don't take pictures of the food because. Are okay, you harder to impress? Time, the very odd time I do. No, 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 no it's not that. <laughs> the very odd time I do, but it's more that I just love the whole thing of being out eating and having a drink and having something to eat and having a laugh with friends. That, and sometimes it can get a bit, you know, everyone's yeah, looking at their food the whole time, and then course. when people are tweeting under the table, and it's kind of, well. Yeah, why are we even here? Why yeah, do we even exactly. Let's let's enjoy the moment. Do you have any food that you hate as a like as a food, like I suppose a food media person as well? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, I yeah. mean, you promote all yeah. sorts of food. You make all sorts of food. Yeah. Um, is there anything that when you're eating it, you know, in front of the cameras, you're like, mm, this is absolutely dish, but secretly you're like, oh my god, this is disgusting. Mm -hmm. Is there? A I I love everything, but actually, I've just realised recently, and it, I've only realised it 
recently-ish because it's not the kind of food, well, I don't eat foie gras every day. I don't even eat it every year. And actually, <laughs> I, I don't like it. I just find that whole very fatty, slightly undercooked liver. You know how you can get it yeah. in a restaurant? Yeah. Um, where it's so rich, so, 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 so rich. That's, I think that's the only thing I don't like. And actually, it's not really cool the way it's produced either. How the poor oh, yeah, they are force-fed yeah, yeah. and... Um, but sorry, that's got um, But I think that's who you think. Oh, and marmite. And marmite. And vegemite. Oh my God! That, and marmite and bovril is there a difference? Definitively. Well, you see, I used to drink bovril the odd time when I was younger it, with hot water. Yeah. Like to so drink it as a drink. Yeah. And I think bovril is less bitter tasting than marmite, but I haven't had bovril for about twenty something years. Oh my God! But I, mean, I never liked marmite, and my dad loves marmite. And he actually even likes it with marmalade. I've never liked. I've never liked it. And sorry to the people who promote it or distribute. No, she doesn't it or... care. That's yeah. it. She doesn't care. Like she just laid it in the sand there. Marmite. It's disgusting. That's it. Done. Sales of marmite are going to fall now. It's going to be like Oprah and the burgers. Have seen that? Jill Lawson loves it. Yes. Who Who's your favourite celebrity chef? Like, is there? You know the way? Because at the moment there's so many books coming out. Yeah. Uh, and they're 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 almost like the new album, really. Like I every know, week. Isn't there's it, a, isn't yeah. That funny. Is it? It is. It's crazy to think of, like, yeah. As we were talking, how things have changed. When I started cooking, there was Dorina. Yeah. Then the Rankins, Paul Rankin, Paul and Jeannie Rankin. Oh my God! Yeah, I forgot about their programs. But now there are so many. I know. Actually, I know quite a lot of them of the Irish guys, and actually of, of the English ones too. And actually, they're all really lovely. I see a bit of Donald Skian. He's yeah, he yeah, so lovely. Catherine Fulvio is a friend. Never Maguire is just. The biggest gentleman, not not the biggest gentleman. He's such a gentleman. <laughs> the biggest when gentleman. When I edit this together, it's going to be so insulting. <laughs> um, he is. He's a real gent. He's lovely. Um, but is there one though where you go, oh, this is going to be good, like recipe wise? Actually, when I see Rick Stein cooking, okay. If ever I'm doing a food show with him, I always grab his food as soon as he's cooked it. Really? Yeah. And is there anyone that you think is just really a bit of a chancer? Um, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just thought that while we were on a roll, that maybe you might go. Yeah, I do actually. They were pregnant. Blah, 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 blah. No, no. You think everyone's doing a great job? She's so yeah. diplomatic, so diplomatic and beautiful. And um, when was the last time that you were cooking something? Um, because we all had this moment, like, and I'm sure even you do I as well. For years. <laughs> you just get it's all green screen. Yeah. They just yeah, edit yeah, you yeah, in. Exactly. <laughs> like, when was the last time you? got something made like either by recipe or by not by recipe thought oh I made a balls of that when I was testing recipes for my cake book which came out last September yeah and so I was testing the recipes for that um last January February March yeah um of say a year a year and a half ago and I had so many disasters because baking is really hard yeah like it's that. very precise it's, it's so precise and it's it's a, it's a science really yeah so there were so many recipes I had to throw out or there were heavy and disgusting and just butter pouring out of them and just oh horrible 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 and how, how, when you're writing a book like that particularly like cake and bake when uh, you're testing out recipes and deciding what to put in um, obviously you have to cook them yeah so surely are you like a sommelier like do you just have a little spoonful and then throw it all in the bin or is it just a case no, of such a pig <laughs> No, I eat too much, isn't it? I feel sick. <laughs> so it's like cholesterol, cholesterol central for a year while yeah, you're but putting then, the book together. But actually, but while I was testing the cake book, I was just craving fresh, crunchy, salty. Oh, so things. it comes out of your diet. So then, so then, actually, while I was eating cakes like that during the day, then 
at night I would just want something really light and fresh or a bag of crisps and a glass of wine okay <laughs> yeah, perfect I, I actually used to crave crisps when I was testing cake because I just thought can't have anything else sugary today can't cannot I was smelling it all day tasting it all day working with it all day and then and it had to be salty salty but does it become a bit uh, do you, do you kind of lose the gras for it then like I did well for a few days I just thought oh oh how am I going to eat cakes again and then of course you stopped work you know stopped working on cakes for a few days and then you kind of get back into it okay and i think oh um, i like this obviously you're you're part of the allen family which is the huge cu- cooking tradition is that a little bit terrifying because darina allen for me was um when i was growing up my mom had one cookbook for years and it was the good alls uh, all in the cooking cookbook oh really yeah, i've never re- seen that it was a re- it's a really really old book and the second one that my mom got was simply delicious too i think yeah i don't know why she missed simply delicious one but i and i do remember like the change in the food that we started to get like it was delicious but so when you started to study food like obviously she's your mother-in-law now. yeah is that terrifying no because see i did the course first yeah and then so i got to know her first and then working at the cookery school yeah while Isaac and I were kind of getting together so I was 18 I didn't really think about things yeah. like that but you when know, you're cooking a Sunday roast now yeah do you think oh god <laughs> no no that's self confidence I work with Jarena all the time yeah so we're cooking together all the time anyway do you know what I mean so, it's, right, not, so, d- so it's not like I came in here cold kind okay. of Isaac saying this is my wife you know meet everyone it wasn't like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because so, when I was eighteen, I didn't think about anything like that. And have you ever made a thirty-minute meal, Jamie Oliver's thirty-minute meals? Uh, do you know what? I I never. I actually, I think his book is lovely. His books are great. His, his book is incredible. Like his I'm books a big are fan. Great. I learned to cook uh, from the Ministry of Food. They're like they're brilliant. But my book, my Ministry of Food book, has actually been on fire. Genuinely. Are you serious? Yeah, that's how bad a cook I was before Ministry of Food. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's do not brilliant. leave it on hob. Do not leave <laughs> yeah. on hob. It wasn't that in the book. Step number one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They didn't tell you that. Not to but, leave uh, it on the hob. But thirty minute meals is uh, nervous breakdown territory. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I've never, I've never attempted yeah. one of them. It's like they're absolutely amazing. The photographs amazing. are great. I think the styling's great. The photographs are great. It always looks, it looks great. I think that I think that chef, that chefs who are good photographers are the only people that should be able to tweet photographs of their meals. Yeah. Yeah, we see Donald Skeen always does a yeah, good job. Yeah, he's incredible. He's a great photographer. Yeah, he's on this podcast. Actually. Oh, is he? Yeah, he'll okay. be on this later. He's such an asshole. Well, is it really true what you were saying about earlier? Uh, Well, look, I don't know, Rachel. Is that really true? I don't know, I reckon. But it's (laughs) it's really true. Don't know, we're only joking. Okay, (laughs) listen, it's been absolutely fabulous to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank Um, you, Gerard. Are you coming for a swim? Yeah, absolutely. Totally. I don't have any swimming costume, but look. Doesn't matter. That's your problem. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Rachel. Thank you. Oh, that's great, Donald Zalas. Yeah, he is. He's a lovely guy. She was so nice about you, wasn't she? She is. It was nice. But she's actually, do you know what? I've done, we, I was down by Emily recently for the Lip Fest and you, you think of people on TV and you meet someone and, and Rachel is as lovely as she is on television. So, I mean, is peer approval, is that nice? It you is. Know, like when other... It is. Oh, like other cooks. Yeah, when other cooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, absolutely, and and I think um, I think it's in human nature to crave approval of other people. You know, uh, it is yeah, like yeah. it is. I mean, I'm sure it's yeah. the same in comedy that like comedians in general. I mm. think it is a prime thing. Like, if you're not getting laughs, you're not being loved. Like, no, but I wouldn't know. What but that's you like. got you got through that. <laughs> no, no um, it's totally fine. <laughs> um, because I was coming to meet you today, uh, I did a bit of a shout out on the internet uh, for people to actually get in touch. If they had like a foodie problem that they okay. wanted help with, so do, do you think you're up for that? Yeah, why not? You're I always hate these things on radio because like you get these people asking the maddest things. So, but yeah, fire away. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Some of the big things that were emailed to me were like absolutely ridiculous. I, you've got a lot of time on your hands, people out there. That's all I'm gonna say. You did, just you need to cop on to yourself. So like I got about I'd say about 15 responses. But, oh, I know this, this is really terrible to say, and and I, I am a really nice person, but sometimes you get questions on Twitter, and this is terrible. But like. There is this link. Someone sent it to me when I asked a question on Twitter and um, I said I asked a question and someone sent back a link and it wasn't like, you know, the way you can get a link and it doesn't say what the link is. It just has a kind of yeah. Blur, yeah, uh, jumble yeah. of letters. And I clicked on the link and it was actually just Google's homepage. So basically they were telling you to back off and just find out yourself. So sometimes I do find that with uh, with very obvious food questions. Like, is that is that the problem? Like, you're so accessible yeah. on Twitter and stuff like that. You know, if somebody gets one of your recipes wrong, like, mm. are they ranting and raving? Like, I've got, I've got seven people in the diet room. <laughs> but I, no, I actually, like, I love, if, if someone's cooked a recipe, I love hearing back from them. You know, like, oh, right. that is like, because I mean, if you're, if you're writing recipes from day, noon and night and, and you don't get feedback, like, I think that yeah. then you go, what's the point? Like, so it is like, if someone's cooked something. The what? money. They're so authentic. It's like, what's the point of people aren't the money? Oh yeah, sorry, I forget about the money. money. No, but it is like you do, you do. It's rewarding to know that people have cooked it, and if they have run into difficulty with it, I will happily, knowing that they've invested their time in cooking my recipe, I will hundred percent help them out if they have gone. And by help, by help them out, you mean go round? Go round. (laughs) They stood up. Yeah. Well, I did have, I did have one person um, cook my brownie recipe, and we went, and she said it was an absolute disaster. And um, what, what what went wrong? And so we, we went to, I spent the time on Twitter going through what went wrong with her and kind of, it turned out she had cooked it in the wrong size cake tin. She, it had, it had erupted outside the cake tin. She'd scraped it off the bottom of the oven, piled it back into the cake tin, continued to cook it for the remaining amount of time and then gave out to me for it not working. So then I was kind of like, okay, right. I, mm. You know what? The general public, <laughs> group of morons. No, no. No, they do my head. No, they're not. No, we're going to like, listen to, Listen to some of these people. This is the first one. This uh, is from Linda and Enniskerry. Seriously, Linda, come on. Google, like you were saying, it's Google. I know, but you see, sorry. Thing is, I say that, and that's a terribly mean response, but actually, like... Some people, you know, don't cook on a daily basis, so they wouldn't know no. where to where to start. So, you know, there are relevant questions, and it's worth saying. It is. It Am is I, worth saying. Have I covered my arse there? Is that? Is oh, that I, okay? I think okay. so. Wait, Perfect. wait, wait okay. hear some of these questions. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Question one: What is the best topping for a cheesecake? That's from Linda and Anna Scary. I mean, great chocolate. Jesus Christ. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say chocolate, but you've made it sound so obvious that. But fruit, chocolate, anything of those. Well, the best, like is, the is, best. Is, is, can you give us one? Depends on, it depends on the cheesecake, you know, like because if you're doing a. It coffee... depends on the cheesecake, Linda. <laughs> Be more specific. Next question. <laughs> uh, this question, I don't even know if this is one for you. I'm going to be honest. Right. This is from Ronan in Dublin. It says, "I've just started my son on solids. What's the best food to give him?" Okay, now you see the problem there is that's where I would have asked someone like Rachel Allen because. Having not had a child myself, and um, what I just started like, my son as well. No, okay. Let, if I bring it back to bed, you see, this is my initial reaction to things like this. But 
I mean, presumably it's it's the more kind of it's not the most extreme flavors. You have to go for something more pale. But you know, starting kids out on real food that you're cooking is a really good start. It is. You know, it's a relevant question. Maybe I can't believe you gave this the time of day. Do you know what, Ronan? You're a terrible father. <laughs> okay. Next question. Like he didn't even say how old his son is. His son could be fourteen. So you know. yeah. So. Spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> lift it up. Okay. Put it in the blender. You're right. Yeah. Uh, now, oh, this one now. A little bit of class from okay. Armagh. Leanne from Armagh said, uh, Donald, recently you said on Twitter that you were cooking with black garlic. What is the difference between that and regular garlic? Black garlic is this, and actually I wouldn't necessarily have cooked with it myself, but it was, we were doing this thing on 4Live and it was, it was all like, the thing when you do afternoon television is that they, you can't just do a normal recipe you have to do something with something mad and they have to kind of it has to be something extreme but yeah so black garlic was this at the time it was all about food trends and we were basically trying to figure out um, these kind of new exciting healthy ingredients black garlic was the next big thing and the idea is that it's it's full of much more full of nutrients and it's um it's it's really the taste is more subtle it's um it's a really but it, it's full of antioxidants all sorts of things but honestly they're the most horrible looking little things and i don't think they're i certainly don't buy black garlic on a regular basis but but you know if you want a really healthy ingredient by all means buy a bit of black garlic so well thank you leanne thank you for adding a little bit of class yeah a little bit of I'll class to this episode class, yes. uh the next now the actually she doesn't say her name in this next one uh what Paula. is Oh, sorry, oh. I'm reading your notes. Should I? I'll oh, back, yeah, I'll sorry. Th- th- I've I'll actually skipped off. it, yeah. Uh, th- this one uh, is, I want to start to come down with me night with my friends, but my husband isn't interested. Is there a menu that would change his mind? Yes. Yeah, I think that's, that's it, yes. Yes. Do you want a menu? No, I think that's it. That I think, it. Yes, there is, Paula. <laughs> there is. <laughs> I don't think that's the question that actually Paula wanted to answer. Does she want a set menu? No, I think she wants to leave her husband. That's just what <laughs> <laughs> that's just what it's I get very presumptuous <laughs> as, as a radio host you're very presumptuous yeah I'm just like I want to start to come down my husband isn't hang interested. on no we're, she said on. my husband isn't interested no let's give Paula the time of day I would suggest Paula <laughs> unlike her husband uh, what I would do my ch- a blueberry and white chocolate cheesecake very easy you can prepare, prepare it the night before sits in the fridge all you have to do is take it out and slice it um, I do this beautiful chicken tagine again you can make it the night before all ready to go and then maybe just a quick salad to start a lovely little goat's cheese and beetroot salad Bob's your uncle That's Fanny's lovely. your aunt there you go Paula and serve the husband with papers there you go. <laughs> Serve the husband with papers and have yourself a new hen night. Yeah, get rid of him. Divorce party. <laughs> Done. <laughs> this next one, I actually didn't take the name, but uh, it's what is the difference between plain and self-raising flour? You know what? Google. What? Like, what? The, the, the amount of time it took her to type that into Facebook, she could have put it in Google and got the, like, definitive answer. You know, we're not even going to answer that. No, either. do. Cause that, I, don't even, I don't even have her name. Plain and self-raising flour. <laughs> Raising yeah. agent. I mean, raise, oh. raising agent is bad. Uh, really? Really, Donald? Is that yeah. what it is? Road, you, these are your listeners. You can't be so mean. Look, what? you know what? You're really harsh. I don't I'm know if this is going to put, put the mustard. No, okay, Barry. Okay. Barry. Okay. Barry. <laughs> okay, Barry has asked, every time I make a baked Alaska, it melts. How do I do this right? Okay. A proper question yeah, from I, I, Barry. I, I like that. Thank you, Barry. Um, well, actually, baked Alaska is a very sensitive subject. And actually, I've been working with um, this food stylist called Sharon Hearn-Smith. And baked Alaska is actually a very sensitive subject with Sharon because we did one for my last book. And I had this idea that for our baked Alaska shot, 
um, what well, because I do the photographs of the food as well and um, so I had it all set up I had the cake stand we had everything set up and thing with baked Alaska it is it can be very temperamental because you're dealing with a hot temperature and melting ice cream now we had I will get to the various questions but we had this baked Alaska come straight out and I thought the best thing you could put to serve up this baked Alaska was sparklers and you'd like the sparklers once the baked Alaska came out of the oven fire on, basically but, uh, you know to ramp up the drama of a baked Alaska shove a few fireworks in it so I got we got Sharon said no problem I have the I have the sparklers so um, she she got the baked Alaska out of the oven out of the hot oven straight onto the cake stand everything was all set up we had a few probably about five minutes no more to take the shot she gets the sparklers into the baked Alaska lights them and billowing smoke erupts and it turns out that we didn't have sparklers, we had incense sticks. So there was incense <laughs> sticks sticking out of this baked Alaska. So anyway, um, it's a temperamental thing. I do understand that. Um, but the best, there, there's two ways you can do it. One is out, straight out of a, of a hot oven. You need a really hot oven. It needs to come out of the, the freezer um, with everything and, and quite quickly. But I a cheat way of doing it is actually to use a blowtorch. And then all you're doing is taking your frozen base which is your cake base and then your ice cream and then you're putting over your egg white um, meringue mixture and then you're torching it straight to table and that's it um, that's your best bet and then you don't have to tr- get, go to the trouble of getting it in and out of the oven so it's up to you I hope that helps Barry oh my god I just told Barry to get a blowtorch well I mean he contacted me he contacted <laughs> me for advice it doesn't sound like Barry's the most balanced individual <laughs> or are you get a blowtorch Barry a blow that's torch. the last word we're going to hear of Barry god he'll be burned oh no we won't say that and then last last question um, was what's the best way to poach an egg and that was actually from Alison now I actually can answer this because I that was one can you poach an egg I have taught myself to poach an egg poaching an egg is something that like even like you'd think that I would have down but it's something that well I'll tell you how I learned, right? Okay. I had, uh, when I was in Edinburgh last year, I had, um, what's the po- poached eggs with hollandaise sauce called? Uh, thing? Uh, hollandaise. Or, uh, eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Sorry, eggs my Benedict. Oh my God, he didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel. Fired. Rachel, Rachel Alan would have, would have been minutes. all over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, so I decided I loved poached eggs, so I was going to learn to make them. So what I did was, um, I didn't think I would actually get there. So yeah. I bought 12 eggs. Right. And then around number nine or number 10, when I was like screaming something about wanting to take my own life, okay. all of a sudden I it had a perfectly poached egg. Fantastic. But like what... Did you swirl the water? I didn't, but then I crack... I used to have it like perfectly still. Okay. But uh, now I swirl the water. Okay. That's really impressive. See, I used to swirl the water and now I've gone off the swirling the water method. All right, I think it's... But it's so... Te- like poaching an egg is temperamental and until you actually do it and get it right you won't ever know how to poach an egg so you do have to spend your time like I said getting it yeah. right and when you get it right it's perfect but um, the one thing that if you are poaching or learn teaching yourself to poach an egg is and the one thing that is key to your success is to having fresh eggs because as an egg gets older the white starts to get looser so when you get a really oh. fresh egg the white of the egg is really firm and so it holds itself when it uh, when you drop it into the water the white of the egg swirls around the yolk and it, it stays together but if you have a really old one the, the, it just becomes loose and you get all this it just looks like something's gone wrong snot yeah, snot, snot in a pan <laughs> yeah well this was enlightening was it? This was enlightening, yeah. It was, it was great. We delved into the dark side of We did. Food. So we finished up, okay, high points so far. High point of the, of the interview or of life? 
Uh, well, I presume the interview was oh, the high point of life. Uh, the high <laughs> what, point what's of the high interview. point? Because you were talking about the like the O2 and all that. So it's really hard to say. I, I, you see, I have to say, like, I love, I really love what I'm doing. Like, and to be able to do what you love is is. I know that sounds so corny, but it is to be able to do what you love is is a fantastic thing. And I really enjoy the photography side of it. I love the presenting um, and and getting to work with food on a daily basis. Because I mean, a lot of people kind of presume that if you work with food, you have to be a chef. There's so much more to food um, and how it's communicated in the wider world than you know than than most kind of restaurants or th- things you'd see. So I mean, there's a wide world of food out there, and it's so it's so endless that it's it's not confined to just being a chef you know there there is a lot to it and i really enjoy every aspect of it you know yeah. I, i've loved i've worked in one or two kitchens not not of very many but anytime i do get that opportunity i absolutely love it you know um, and and you can learn you learn so much there's so many fantastic inspiring chefs out there and um, so i mean just actually in in this process of doing feast actually we've got to see so many wonderful people who are in in the food world like from producers yeah. to chefs to you know wonderful places beautiful locations so i mean that the, the, what i'm doing right now is 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 a high point you know and um, and i think but like i always do look at the music even though the music thing didn't happen it was an absolutely wonderful time and i always look back at it with fond memories so yeah but but the, the two of them i actually you know they're they're big high points and i'm only 27 sure come on there's loads more to come oh, God. sorry so okay that, so that is the, the most important question how'd you get hair like that <laughs> did that come in on Twitter? <laughs> Seriously, no, it didn't. <laughs> I've just been looking at it. Uh, I know it, kind of, it goes around the corner. It does. It? Yeah, like a, I know. I have my hand on it now, and it actually it feels real. It, it's real. It's not a wig. And it, the, it's not a, do you know? Do you know the terrible thing is, and he'll kill me for saying this, but my my brother is kind of slightly receding, and I'm going slightly grey. So we don't. You see, we have a slagging match, and it it doesn't really end well because no one comes out well from it, or you know. So it's, it's <laughs> well, you come out fine. You can go dye your hair, but poor brother. Well, that's what I'd say. Um, <laughs> but no, I, it's, it literally doesn't take that long. Um, I have considered getting a cut because it is. Um, it is. I'm kind of you know. No, it's kind of like your. It's kind of like your. Is it your brand or your like? You could do a little emblem, which is just like a little just the a, hair. little face, which is like a swoosh. No, we know. Donald swoosh. My swoosh, but I think it's time. It's time. It's time to cut the swoosh. I think. No way. No way. The source of all your powers. That's true. Actually, lose the swoosh, lose everything. <laughs> I don't know. You you put that planted that idea in my head now. <laughs> Donald Skeen, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. Yay. Goodbye, listeners. Goodbye. Well, thanks to Donald and Rachel. They were both so lovely. I interviewed them last summer and since then, each of them has had another successful TV series and written another best-selling cookery book. Fair play to them. I haven't even unpacked my case for my holiday. Donald has also proved he's still a showman by selling out a nationwide home cooking theatre tour. If you enjoyed this show, please tweet about it or share the link on Facebook. Or write it on the wall of a lift, I don't care. I really enjoyed chatting to these food champions, but I think we all know that there was only ever one place in Ireland that you could really enjoy learning to cook. The Afternoon Show. My favourite part of The Afternoon Show, it used to be, you know when they get the chef on? Like, they give him eight minutes to make a gourmet meal and they just say horrible things to him. Like, Shana will come up and she'll say, uh, oh, I made that last night now and it turned out better than that. Whereas Blonnet is great because she just used to rob lumps off it at every stage. <laughs> just go, I'd eat that as it is. It's raw chicken, Blonnet. Bon appetit. <laughs> every cookery show in the world, what does it end with? A shot of the food. But not on the afternoon show.
because Blanet's demolished it. Another episode in the can. And I think I'm getting a little bit better at editing these things together. Although I think myself and Don will have different production standards. Okay, so we'll pretend that we've listened to Rachel Allen. Okay. That's not going to cut right. Do you need to finish that off? If you're going to... No. I... Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.